Hello, you're watching the Le Nobel Spree video series on the theology of the body. This video is dedicated to Audience 71. We are your hosts. I am Jeremy Hausotter. And I'm Guillermo Moreno. All right. So this audience is dedicated to looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 42 through 49. So, Guillermo, could you read those verses for us, please? Yep. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a physical body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual which is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, the man of, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the, just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. The word of the Lord. Yeah, thank you, Guillermo. Mm -hmm. So what JP two is going to do for this audience is contrast the resurrected body versus the natural body so to speak so in this text we hear or we've heard now that um according to saint paul the resurrected body will be imperishable it is glorious full of power and it's a revelation of man's destiny and the fullness of his psychosomatic nature and personal subjectivity. And just to recall some terminology, psychosomatic is referring to the whole person. We're talking about his psycho psychological makeup, the emotions, drives, instincts, all of those various layers. And we are also talking about our bodies, that integrated whole, and, of course, the element of the person, his, his subjectivity, those things which make a person a person, a living center of action, the free will, intellect, our, our emotional life in a higher meaning of the term of emotion, morality, moral action, man being an acting person, all of that will reach a fullness and our destiny in the, the resurrection, in the resurrection of our bodies. And St. Paul is revealing a little bit of what that looks like. We have this body that is imperishable, it's glorious, full of power. And the basis of this teaching of St. Paul is his experience and encounter with the risen body of Jesus Christ. We have to recall that St. Paul began as Saul, the man who wanted to kill Christians, who wanted to imprison them. 
And he was on the road to Damascus to imprison the Christians. And on the road, of course, he is blinded by the light of Jesus Christ and has that revelation, the resurrected Jesus talking to him. And it's that dramatic encounter that provides the background for his teaching on the resurrected body. Um, Guillermo, do you have anything you'd like to add at this point? I do not. Okay, we'll continue on then. So, in 1 Corinthians 15, we get this contrast or antithesis between the first and the last Adam. St. Paul is going to contrast the first Adam from the book of Genesis, Adam, husband of Eve, the first man and first woman, and then you have Christ, who is the new Adam, and we can also say he's the last Adam, because from him, we become spiritual sons. We, through the, the sacraments, through the life of the church, we become spiritual sons of the last Adam. And so we have now this contrast between the hairs of um, the first Adam versus those of the last Adam. So the first, those who are descendants of the first Adam, which is all human beings, this is earthly man. We are all the same humanity. We have a potentiality to become the heavenly man. That is, those who have the resurrected body, they are the, we could say, descendants in an analogous sense of Christ as the new Adam. So, earthly man has the potentiality to become a man of the resurrection, but He's in this situation of original sin because of the first Adam. And so his body is something that's perishable. It is something that is going to die. It is something that's in a state of concupiscence. That's the burden of original sin. That our body in some way wants to push back against our personal center of being, against our spirit, and do it. it wants to do its own thing. And so, the body, we could say, then has this dishonor about it, this concupiscence. And because of original sin, concupiscence, death, the natural body, the, earth, the body of the earthly man, it's weak and it's something that is natural. And in contrast with all of this, so... Earthly man has his potentiality, and in the man of the resurrection, the heavenly man, you get this fulfillment of um, this potentiality. It is something that will be actualized, it will be realized. You have the fulfillment of God's plan of who is man as a psychosomatic being created in the image and likeness of God, as a created human person. You have that fulfillment and actualization 
as a man of the resurrection. And because of that, you become, your body becomes something that is imperishable and it's glorious. And because of these things, because this body of the resurrection is essentially divinized by God, right? It's something that's resurrected, it's glorified. And so it's full of power. It's not something weak. It's a complete opposite. And so we can properly say it's a spiritual body. Even though, yes, it's still going to be something fleshy, but there's something deeply spiritual about it as well that's changing how the body is relating to the soul, to the personal center of being of the human person. Um, are you still there, Guillermo? Yeah, absolutely. No, this is fascinating, and I would just like to um, encourage our listeners, if you are listening to us in a platform that you can't see, um, uh, well, yeah, if, and on this, if this will be on YouTube, then we do have Jeremy uh, set up a very handy chart that really, uh, I don't know, not distinguishes, but um, shows the continuity between earthly man and heavenly man. I would just like to direct our listeners to check out this YouTube video as well to be able to see this chart. So just one thing, I don't know if it's the right word, Jeremy, that would you say that uh, there is an at there is a metaphysical change when it comes to this new life in Christ, followers of Christ, followers of the last Adam. I I think you need to qualify as what kind of a metaphysical change, Guillermo. Because right. it's not a, it's not a substantial change. It's not a change in substance. We are still human beings with human nature. The same mm -hmm. human nature as earthly man, but it's something that has his fulfillment of God's plan. So it's Absolutely. not a it's not a change in substance. It's not a change okay. in nature. <laughs> it's a fulfillment of those things. But on the other hand, you do get a change in terms of the accidents. So, for for those who are not that familiar with um, Aristotelian Thomistic metaphysics, it, there's a basic distinction between substance and accident. Substance are things that exist in and of themselves. So dogs, cats, people, God, angels. And then you have things that exist only in a thing, or I guess we could say, Accidents will be those things that require the existence of another thing for them to exist. So if we think about like the color green, you don't just have a substance of green. You have something that is green. So like you have a green tree. You just don't have a green amorphous thing. There's always some green thing, something that is green. Or like um, you just think dimensionality you know, extension, length, those things. Um, there, Aristotle lists nine categories for accidents. Um, so I guess if the reader is interested, um, I don't have the passages offhand, but they can check out his work 
the physics and the metaphysics where he develops more of the these distinctions um and also his um work on logic too so i will have to qualify and say it's a change an accidental change awesome okay that that does help because we're still human like you said and yeah. um i just wanted to emphasize how uh grace elevates um what the, there's this, that threefold act of grace on nature it builds upon elevates and perfects nature and this chart really shows that excellently yeah um one thing to add to your first point Guillermo, about the chart we do have a pdf of every single slideshow of these videos on our website if you check out our theology of the body page under media you can find all the videos all the youtube videos and a link for all the pdfs we have it all there for you so if you wanted a pdf to look at for your reference you can have that or if you want to look at the video we have that as well perfect um did you have um any other thoughts about this contrast between earthly and heavenly man nope all right and then i guess we'll continue on so we want to bring to our attention now the just thinking about the image of adam right so what is at issue for saint paul in this passage of first corinthians 15 is the whole man the man as a person man who has a body man who has a psychological makeup and the fact that he is a embodied being that wholeness his bodiliness is the issue that saint paul is trying to address here and it is the human body that carries the potentiality for the resurrection and the reason for this potentiality is the fact that the body can is that just as the body can reproduce a earthly image of god through procreation it can now reproduce a heavenly image of the last adam jesus christ and this is done through of course the sacraments living a sacramental and moral life and having the faith and belief that hope and charity and so everyone every human person bears the image of adam and is called to bear the image of christ so it is a moral calling to every person to become a bearer of the heavenly image and this is a reality of the other world the heaven and it's a reality of this world every man and woman here and now living in this reality is called to be a bearer of 
the image of Christ so as to live in that reality beginning now in this world and fulfilled in the next world. Because as we grow in our faith lives, as we strive to get closer, we walk closer towards realizing this heavenly image of the last Adam in ourselves here on earth. So it's something that is we progress towards and will be actualized with the resurrection of the body, but we can start working towards that now by following the teachings of Jesus. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add here, Guillermo? Not exactly. It's not necessarily off topic. I would just like to, just for, for, um, uh, for an absolutely amazing breakdown of what it means to follow Christ, I want to direct people to, I want to direct our listeners to Pope John Paul II's encyclical Veritati Splendor, where he devotes a section to following Christ. And um, yeah, it's it's um, uh, urgently recommended. Yeah, that's a great recommendation, Guillermo. That is his encyclical on moral theology. So if you have questions or concerns on that subject, this is a high-priority read for you. Um, did you have anything else, Guillermo? Nope. All right. And then in that case, we'll continue on. So something... JP2 draws our attention to now is the anthropology that St. Paul presents versus that found in the Synoptic Gospels. So, in what we read before, when we were talking about the anthropology in Matthew concerning the resurrection, we had before us this kind of eschatological perfection of the body that is discussed in the scene of God face-to-face -face in the beatific vision, and that this is the source of perpetual virginity, because in heaven there is no marriage of man, but he'll be like the angels, as we talked about in, Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew. And the communion of saints will be the highest and fullest realization of our intersubjectivity. That is that interpersonal relationship at this deepest level as a communion of persons. Now, for St. Paul, we have this discussion of the glorified body within the context of the same inner structure of man. And this anthropology is going to be linked to man as a body and spirit. And we have this language of a inner systems of powers of man. And this is actually setting us up for the next audience when JP2 is going to talk about what he means by these inner systems 
inner systems of power and concern with the body spirit distinction. So we will continue this discussion in the next episode. Um, Guillermo, do you have anything you'd like to add before we conclude? I do not. Okay. In that case, thank you for listening or watching, however you are being our audience. Um, please check out our website, lenovellespreet.com. We have many wonderful articles on Vatican II and other topics. We have a lot of essays on aesthetics, whether it's film reviews or just kind of theory of art. And you can also find our social media. Um, Guillermo, where at can one find our social media presence? You can find us on some social pla uh, social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. And uh, speaking of YouTube, you can access uh, our YouTube videos in our website, lenovellespreet.com, in the media section. Yeah, let's see here. We also have, you can check out everywhere we have um, social media. If you go to lenovellespreet.com slash subscribe, that is also the link to sign up for our newsletter. We don't send one out too regularly because I don't like spam any more than the next person. But if you want to get in touch with our semi-regular announcements, that's where you can get access to those. Um, we also have started recently publishing books. You can check out our entire book catalog at lenovellespreet.com slash lne hyphen books currently we have six books up um three saint john henry newman my book on the moral teaching of marijuana and others and this may we plan to get some more books up so we'll have those announcements out soon um is there anything else guillermo no, I would just like to invite our listeners to, if they have not, so, if you have not done so yet, to please check out our other podcast series where we talk about um, all sorts of other topics, including trends in culture, popular culture, some politics, um, all through a Catholic personalist perspective. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, before I forget, if you have been enjoying our content, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. In the near future, we will be redoing the benefits to include rewards in terms of books and for your financial support. And so with that, we just want to ask um, for your prayers for our mission. And with that, thank you, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. God bless.